Hey friends, you're listening to Living For It, a passion podcast about daily life, tips and tricks, and life as a photographer. I'm your host, Sarah Johnson, a wedding photographer with a bachelor's degree, an obsession with my Birkenstocks, and a passion for creating something bigger than myself. You guys, I have said it before and I'm going to say it again. Thank you all so, so much for encouraging me every single week to continue making the Living For It podcast. Every time you guys leave a review or give me some stars, it just makes my whole day and it encourages me to keep showing up for you guys like you're showing up for me. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. So without further ado, welcome to episode nine, five things your wedding photographer wishes you knew. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret right now. Stick around until the very end because I have a bonus tip for you guys that I'm going to be sharing at the very end of this episode. But first, I have to give some love back to some of you who give love to me, and I am reading a review from Prousmay0403, and they say, love it. Love it so much. Now I look forward to listening to your new episode every week on my way home from work. Super excited. And I even have a heart emoji after that. You guys, that is so sweet. I just love reading your reviews and seeing the stars that you leave for me on iTunes. Friends, it helps me so much. So thank you for leaving that review. And just like always, if you want a chance for your review to be read on the podcast, just hop onto iTunes and subscribe. Leave me some stars and your review and screenshot your review and tag me on Instagram at Sarah Ann Johnson for a chance for me to read your review next episode. Okay, so five things your wedding photographer wishes you knew. This is a fun one. (laughs) This is a huge topic and there are so many more than just five things your wedding photographer wishes that you knew, but I could talk about that all day long. So we're going to keep this episode short so you can get the most out of it and leave with some quick tips to help your wedding planning process. Number one is to involve your wedding photographer in your timeline planning. So if you don't have a wedding planner for your wedding, your photographer kind of tends to step into that role from time to time throughout the planning process. And 99% of the time, your wedding photographer is going to want to help you with your timeline so they can help you coordinate when the best time throughout the day to take your family photos or your romantic photos, or even to schedule when your first dance should be or how long your ceremony is. I mean, remember, your wedding photographer has probably been doing this a lot more times than you have. Um, chances are good this is your first time getting married. We've been doing this for years. (laughs) So we want to be there to help you in your process any way that we can. So number one is to include your wedding photographer in your timeline planning process. 
One of the ways that I love to help my couples right off the bat is the second that they hire me to shoot their wedding, when we're doing their engagement session, or if we're having a meeting before the engagement session, we always chat about timeline. One of the first questions I ask my couples so that I can figure out the best needs for their photographic coverage is when their ceremony is going to start, and then we work the day from there. The ceremony time is usually the one golden rule that is set in stone for the day, and we can work around that and figure out the best time to take family photos, how long we have after the family photos and before the reception to take the bridal party portraits, the portraits of the bride and groom, and any other portraits that we haven't gotten throughout the day. And if the couple's having a first look, then we need to plan when that's going to happen as well. Some brides want to have a first look with their dad. That needs to be incorporated into the timeline and photographed so that we have the perfect amount of cushion time throughout the day so that we're always ahead of schedule. Because the number one thing that I don't want my brides to experience on their wedding day is added stress. That is no fun. Weddings are already a big deal and the number one thing that you don't need more of is stress. That's why planning a timeline is absolutely key, which brings me to point number two, and I briefly touched on this a second ago. You heard me say first look. Number two is don't completely rule out a first look. A first look can be an incredible addition to your wedding day. Some couples are either 100% for it or 100% against it, and that decision is totally your call. No answer is right or wrong when it comes to if a first look is right for you or not. So the tradition goes that the groom shouldn't see the bride until she walks down the aisle. But there's a new trend in town that's been around for probably six years, and that trend is called the first look. So the idea of a first look is to shake out the nerves, ease a little bit of that stress, that anxiety, those pre-wedding jitters that you may be experiencing before actually walking down the aisle. First looks are fantastic for grooms. Guys take 12 and a half seconds to get ready, and weddings are no exception. So when you're ready, there's not a whole lot left to do except let your mind wander and think and start to worry and assess what's about to happen. And those jitters creep up faster than you would ever expect. There's a lot of pressure placed on the groom to give the world's best reaction the second he sees his bride walk down the aisle. But guess what? He has to give that reaction in front of an entire crowd, aka all of your friends and family, and everyone who's been invited to your wedding. No pressure, right? So the groom is standing there watching his bride walk towards him, and all he's thinking about is how nervous he is. Solution? Enter the first look. 85% of my couples pick a first look to weave into their timeline on their wedding day. 
A, to get rid of those jitters I had talked about. B, to just have a private moment with each other because on your wedding day, that actually rarely happens. You're so busy going through the motions that take place on your wedding day that 90% of the time, we need to add in a little private moment for the two of you just to be present with each other, soak it all in, and really enjoy the day because of tip three which I will get to in just a second. But back to that first look, another reason why they're fantastic is because they give you so many more photo opportunities. Ladies, if you are worried about getting all of the photos that you want taken care of before you have to party at the reception, a first look is absolutely perfect for that. In the morning, we can photograph the girls getting ready, the guys getting ready, and then we can put everyone aside for a second and bring just the bride and groom together for a private first look moment, get a ton of so adorable bridal photos of the two of you seeing each other for the first time. And guess what? Since you've seen each other, we could do family photos next if that worked for you. Or we could do bridal party photos because we don't have to worry about keeping the two of you separate because you've already seen each other. That opens up the door for a ton of more portrait opportunities. Another perk as to why first looks are absolutely incredible. Oh, and the fact that they give you probably the most adorable photos in the world because the groom's reaction is priceless because he's seeing his bride for the very first time with no one around but the photographer. Now that is no pressure. So tip number three, which I touched on a second ago, was talking about that little private moment that most wedding days don't really give you. So tip number three is to enjoy your day to the fullest because it will go by so fast. You guys, I cannot stress that enough. I have seen so many wedding days and every single one of them flies by. You've spent all this time planning. You've spent all this time dreaming your whole entire life about your wedding day only for it to go by in the quickest 10 hours of your entire life. So what do you need to do? You need to live in the moment and don't sweat the small stuff. Take every single second of your wedding day in and don't worry about anything else. Remember, you have hired a team of amazing vendors who you love and you trust to be there with you on your wedding day. Everyone is cheering for you. Everyone's in your corner and you've invited the dearest friends and family that you have so that everyone can be there in your honor. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And if something goes wrong, like we're 10 minutes behind schedule, hey, guess what? Everybody loves you and everyone's here for you, so no one cares about those extra 10 minutes. Fun fact, 95% of every wedding that I have done, the ceremony has been at least five minutes late. And guess what? 
that's okay. I kind of think that's a wedding tradition, to be honest, because you always used to hear stories about how the ceremony never starts on time. And it's funny, but it's kind of true. So if you're five minutes behind schedule, don't worry because we're all here for you and we can make up those extra five minutes later. Just focus on having the absolute time of your life because that's why you hired a photographer to stand back and photograph all of those moments that you may not have seen. That's one of my favorite things, photographing things that the bride and groom don't get to see. You see your day through your eyes, but seeing your day through someone else's eyes is super cool. So soak it all in, my friends. Enjoy your day because it will go by so, so fast. Speaking of the day going by fast, I want to talk about tip number four, which is trust your photographer's eye. Now, this is kind of a little bit complicated. What I mean by this is every photographer has a vision, right? Every bride has a vision for her wedding. Every photographer has a vision for their style. I'm sure you've seen a ton of photographers. There are light and airy photographers. There are dark and moody photographers. There's the in-betweeners like myself, which speaking for myself only, I can describe my style as a timeless, unique style that's never going to fall out of fashion because it doesn't follow a fad. One of the most important things for me to deliver to my clients is a photo that's going to look good in a century. What I mean by that is I don't want your photo to ever look trendy or to fall out of style and be like, oh my gosh, you guys, we totally got married in 2015 because that photo looked just like that. Like, you know, your mom's photos when your parents got married in the 80s and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was such an 80s wedding. The poofy sleeves, the cake with the extra waterfall tears coming down, and the columns. Oh my gosh, that was so 80s. I don't want my photos to look like that. I want my couple's photos to perfectly embody their wedding vision and look timeless forever. Another quality that I adore is I love making my whites or my highlights kind of have a creamy tone to them, but I never blow out the wedding dress. I always want you to see the detail on the wedding dress. And my signature style 100% is my matte black texture. Anytime there's a black or a dark or a shadow in my work, I always make it a beautiful matte texture that almost looks velvety to the eye. Now, I'm totally ranting and going off on a tangent about different styles of photography, but what I'm trying to get at is that every photographer has a different vision. My style is totally different than the next photographer's style, who's totally different than the next photographer's style, which is exactly how it should be, because if every photographer created the same work, how boring would that be? And you wouldn't have any variety to find what style speaks to your heart. So the fact that I make my work different from the next person is pretty cool. So I encourage all of you to find what photography style really speaks to you and run with it. So research the photographers that you're possibly thinking about for your wedding because every photographer is different and make sure that you hire the one that has the look that really complements your wedding vision and who will photograph it in a way that you've always dreamed of. 
With that being said, now that you've found the style that you love and you've chosen the photographer that speaks to your heart, now is when you need to follow their eye. Going back to tip number four. So the root word of photography is photo, which pretty much means light. So without light, there is no photograph. And a photograph is just a documentation of light. So with that being said, light is the most important thing to a photographer. So trusting the photographer's eye when it comes to portrait locations, like if the lighting is fantastic and we have nothing around us to work with except for a brick texture on a building or an underpass under a highway or a field, for example, any of these things or maybe even a forest any of these locations, your photographer is going to be able to know how to handle the light in those circumstances and know exactly where to pose you, how to deal with the light at its best angle, and they're going to be there for you to direct you in a way so that the photograph complements their style and they're able to make you look flawless. 100% true story. Some of the absolute best photos are taken in the craziest locations. I love photographing couples or even high school seniors in super challenging areas that make people wonder where the photos were taken because you would never believe that standing next to a rundown decaying building would look so cool or even photographing underneath of a road or a bridge or stopping right next to a busy street and using the small patch of flowers that are in the ditch and making it look like a giant field. Those are the cool little behind the scenes tips and tricks that photographers do all the time to make spaces and locations look totally different than what they really are. So trusting your photographer's eye is so key. We know what we're looking for and we love the challenge. So we love your input. Tell us some of the things that you're interested in and let our creativity run wild. So after everything's all said and done and your wedding day is over and you finally get your photos and you're so excited to look through them, don't forget about tip number five, which is print your photos. Friends, I cannot stress this enough. We live in a time where printing your photos is obsolete. Our photos live on our cell phones, they hang out on social media, and they clog up our iCloud accounts. But guess what? There's something so special about printing a photograph and having it hang on your wall, or mounting it above your fireplace, or cutting out a small little circle of just someone's face to put in a locket that you've had since you were a little girl. There is something so magical about printing a photograph, and sadly, it's becoming a dying art. I think that your walls will thank you if you print your photos and you hang them on your walls, because what's cooler than sharing your memories with everyone who comes over to visit your house? 
Sure, photos living on your phones are awesome. You can easily post them on social media and you can look at them whenever you choose. So I am so not against photos on your phone. I think it's great. But what I want to see more of is printing those precious moments. And I think that passing those photos down from generation to generation is so magical. Which brings me to my bonus tip. Bonus tip, tip number six is order a wedding album. You guys, wedding albums are like heirlooms. No joke. I found my grandparents' wedding album from the 50s, and it was the coolest thing in the entire world. I looked through it for probably an hour, just flipping through the pages and transporting myself back in time to a time that I didn't even think my grandparents existed. You know how like when you're a little kid and you look at your parents and you think they were just born parents? Like, oh, my parents were always parents. Like, that's totally how I'm sure every kid feels that way, right? Like, (laughs) well, that's totally how we think about our grandparents sometimes. Am I right? I mean, they're your grandparents. So they're cute elderly people, just grandparents. Anyway, so grandparents don't get married at grandparent age. They obviously get married young enough to have children in order for them to be grandparents in the first place. Duh. Like, your brain knows that. But seeing the photos of my grandparents actually getting married on their wedding day, super young, and I just related to that so much and it just awoken this fire inside of me. It gave me chills and it honestly almost made me cry. I'm a super emotional person anyways, probably why I love being a wedding photographer so much, but seeing that album that I knew was so much older than me that had been passed down for generations now is in my hands and I'm looking through every single page. It was just incredible and it's something that I wish every single one of my couples can gift to their future children who can then go through that album with their kids and show them, hey, this is what your grandparents were like on their wedding day. Even just seeing how different styles are and how different weddings change throughout the years is cool enough, but the sentimental value of passing down a wedding album, which is essentially the start of your love story and should be the most important thing that came out of your wedding day aside from your actual marriage, is just incredible to me. So tip number six, no matter what you do, do not forget to order a wedding album. Splurge on that because it is such an important takeaway from your entire wedding. On that note, thank you guys for keeping it real with me every single week. And I hope you loved today's episode. And I can't wait to hang out with you guys next week. Did you love our little hangout sesh? I know I did. So if you're living for it just as much as I am, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and download every new episode that comes out. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, make sure whatever you do in life, you're living for it.